Hi everyone, I'm Emma, a certified dog trainer. And I'm Kirsten, a certified dog behavior consultant. And this is Dog Chats. Join us as we chat about dog behavior, having fun with your dogs, and building relationships. We will offer practical advice and a bit of humor. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 12. We're excited today to be joined by Suzanne Gollin, who is the foster care coordinator at Marin Humane. Her position allows her to be part of a team dedicated to saving many lives. She enjoys matching fosters with the perfect foster pet, and she enjoys learning a great deal about medical care for pets and behavior information about the dogs and the cats. She is looking forward this year to even having more animals go to foster. Last year, they had 850 animals that went to foster, and she's hoping to get that up to a thousandth this year. It's really wonderful. So without ado, I will introduce. Suzanne, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very honored. Great. Thank you, ladies. Yeah. Yeah. And for those that may not know anything about fostering, tell us a little bit about what that entails. Well, fostering is for animals that aren't quite ready to go up for adoption. So it can be anywhere from a dog who's had surgery recently, or perhaps it's a cat waiting for a dental. It could be a mama dog with puppies, a mama cat with kittens. Um, We also send out at Marin Humane other animals like rabbits and guinea pigs. And we've started a new program where we'll send out animals that are available for adoption, but we'll put them as available for adoption in foster. And that allows us to take in more animals. It gets those animals out of the shelter so that they can relax so we can get behavior information um, until they get adopted. Um, it's a great program. It's extremely rewarding. As you can imagine, getting the animals out of a noisy shelter is extremely helpful to them. And they get to decompress and we get so much feedback from the fosters about their behavior. And it's just, it's an awesome program. It's extremely rewarding. And once your animal gets adopted, you know, it can be a little hard, but then you've got your home ready for the next foster. Yeah. So, yeah. So what what kind of foster homes do you look for? I know you were talking about like just behavior stuff. It could be mm-hmm. medical stuff. But if somebody was interested in um, being part of the foster program, mm-hmm. what, what are you looking for home-wise? Could they have dogs, maybe other yeah. pets, yep. kids? Yeah. So for puppies and kittens, we've, we've realized that um, it's best to get them into a home that has a lot of activity. Um, and both of you who work with puppies and dogs, etc., cetera, um, know that the more um, socialization they can get, the more noises they're exposed to, um, they do much better, especially when they come back to the shelter. So for puppies and kittens, we're looking for active households, hopefully with kids or, you know, people have parties, cheese and wine parties. You can have your friends <laughs> come over and socialize. That's always fun. Um, obviously, for a dog or a cat that may be shy or timid, uh, we're going to look for a quieter home. Um, probably no kids or maybe just adult, uh, I'm sorry, not adult, but older calm children or, or just adults only. And then that way that dog can relax a lot faster. Um, for shy dogs, we'll have our behaviorists talk to the fosters, be in touch with them on a regular basis. And, uh, but for most foster homes, if you've got pets, we'll work with you and see if they all get along. Um, if they do great, if they don't, that's fine. You know, now we know that maybe that dog doesn't like to have you know, a cat around or what have you. Mm -hmm. So um, we try really hard to match up what the pet's needs are to what the foster home can offer. And it can be a variety of time, right? Oh, sure. 
Sure. So a variety of time, like it could be just a couple of days to, yes. to a, possibly a couple of months, right. all depending right. on, on the animal. Right. right? Um, we have some fosters that will take, um, yeah, mostly dogs. Like we can usually tell within a few days with some dogs what the behavior issue might be. I mean, for instance, we've had several dogs that were really, really shut down in the shelter and we were like, oh, we're not sure, you know, you're going to do okay here. And we sent him out to foster. And the next day we're hearing from the foster, this dog is totally fine. It's just that shelter environment. And that only took 24 hours for the dog to go, whew, okay, I can just be myself now. Mm-hmm. So it can be just a few days. It can be a few weeks, um, certainly if there's medical. Um, or it can be f- several months if it's a really shy dog or a shy cat or Obviously, if you've got like a mom with puppies, that's going to take a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. But yeah, again, we'll match up, you know, what's your schedule like? What's the animal's needs? Um, Obviously, with most foster programs, if suddenly something comes up, you have to go out of town. That's fine. The foster coordinator will work with you and so forth. But yeah. um, So it's such a great way to kind of, I don't want to say try out a dog, but do a little experimentation. Like mm-hmm. if you're wondering about getting a second dog. Right. Or if you're wondering if your family's ready for a right. dog. Right. Um, and trying out different types of dogs. Yeah. You know, sizes and yeah. breed mixes. And, yes. Yeah, right. it's a good way to do that. It's also, um, yeah, it's a good way to know if down the road, are you is your family really ready for a long-term commitment? Yeah. Um, sometimes we have fosters that uh fall in love with who they're fostering or maybe their dog really likes that dog they're fostering and they decide to adopt and that's awesome Mm -hmm. um there's a term in the industry called foster fail which i don't like (laughs) i like to think of as forever foster but if that happens we're thrilled and that's fine and if you can't foster again that's okay it was meant to be that you got that second dog or that second cat. And so, yeah, so that yeah. so that means basically you fostered and then you fell in love with the dog Absolutely. and the dog or the cat or yeah, whatever, whatever animal you have in your yeah. home and you just decide to keep them. Yeah, and that's and then, fine. And then you can't foster anymore because your house is full now. <laughs> that's great. But, that's okay. But, it was but you meant don't to be. mind. It was, no. it was and, meant to be. Yeah. And, yep. you know, uh, Buddy here was kind of in that realm because I kind of, he was a forever foster, but I was, you know, seriously thinking of, of keeping him right from the start. Right. Right. He, he is a a forever foster. And I know you too. Three of my dogs. Three of your dogs (laughs) are. Yeah. And two of the cats, two of the cats I was fostering. And then after literally two hours, I was like, fostering these cats. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, ideally a foster program is geared to recruiting fosters who will continue to foster on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. But again, if it happens, it happens. That's yeah. fine. Yes. I would like to you say know? I fostered 27 dogs, mostly wow. through Milo, and I only kept three. So that's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I fostered um, throughout the years as yeah. well. And, and I have to say, one of the hardest things for me is saying goodbye to the dog. I know. It's re- that's I know. A, that's a diff- that's it a is hard. Yeah, it is hard. Susan yeah. makes that so... Not easy, but you made that as yeah. easy as it could be. Yeah. Like, yes. I remember when I brought back Mama Dog. Yeah. Because I had yeah. Mama Dog and her puppies. And yeah. You're just so supportive. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, I know it's hard, but, yes. you know, you, you look at what you've done for this animal exactly. and that they weren't being basically raised in a shelter environment. And unfortunately, so many shelters are overwhelmed right now where sometimes you do get those mama dogs with puppies and they're in there for eight, nine weeks. And that's not good for their development, as you both know. So if you, you know, can foster, um, 
definitely do it. And even if you can only foster for a couple of weeks, like a mom, a dog with puppies mm-hmm. or a few puppies, it's better. It's yeah. better than having yeah. them stay in the shelter. So we might be getting people that are listening to our podcast that most of them possibly have dogs, but we might have people that don't have dogs and have the opportunity to bring to bring a mama and pups. Mm-hmm. I've had a mom and pups here with my two dogs. Yes, I just yes, kept them I in a separate. I yeah. kept them in a separate mm-hmm. area. Yeah, um, so that we were all good. But that that great feeling about being able to help and then mm-hmm. moving on to their forever home right. is such a great feeling. And it, one of the reasons why we wanted to do this episode is to sort of bring awareness to um, the shelters right now, mm-hmm. um, look a little different than they did before COVID, mm-hmm. um, a little mm-hmm. fuller, yes. Um, yes, not just a little, with a lot of adolescent large dogs mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. or seeing those right and mm-hmm. and do mm-hmm. the do sometimes they go out to foster we would like seeing? more of them to go out to foster <laughs> yeah, yeah. i think every shelter right now is struggling to find homes that can take in the large yeah. adolescent dogs or even just the large dogs whether they're old or young yeah um it's a huge problem right now so Anybody listening, even if you can do it for a couple of weeks, you've got a yard or not. Maybe you're a runner. Maybe you're going to be off, you know, uh, from work for, or you work at home, you know, Mm -hmm. and you can take a dog out for a long walk um, and just tire them out. Um, It's so difficult in a shelter environment for a large dog. Well, for any dog, but, you know, there's just not the space in the Mm -hmm. kennel. So if, if, yeah, if anybody out there can foster for a week or two, maybe you've got another big dog that wants a good playmate. Um, yeah, just or, or inquire kids. about it or kids that yeah. want to get some yeah. extra walking in yeah. um you know some shelters that have moms and pups the pups can technically kind of be taken away from mom around six weeks seven weeks because then they're kind of done nursing so inquire at your shelter because if you can get those puppies out for two weeks and foster them um instead of having their last two weeks in the shelter that's going to be really yeah. beneficial yeah, as well definitely yeah, huge um, for the huge for the puppies just yeah. to get out there oh it's so critical just just the see the world the yeah. exposure yeah seeing things even hearing just, things yeah even just moving over objects and right and around right. stuff and new environments right. all right. so important yeah that if you can help yeah uh, i think that. when i've done other webinars and zooms and all that um, shelters all over the country are, yeah, our base needs right now are the large dogs need to get to foster and then the behavior fosters. Mm-hmm. And that usually is shy dogs. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe some other issues, but, um, it, so if you have the time, especially if you work at home with a shy dog, I think that would be pretty fairly easy mm-hmm. to work with. I think you both would agree with that. Yeah. 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 Um, because yeah. they just need that quiet place where you can slowly toss a treat to them mm-hmm. or, Get them outside or whatever. They can start to know. trust people. Yeah. 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 And and, and hopefully your shelter has behaviors that can help you with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if not, there's plenty of information about how to work with, you know, shy dogs or nervous dogs. And you yeah. have a lovely thing. Um, when I um, was fostering Buddy, mm-hmm. you had a whole program that I signed up for online that gave me lots of information Okay. Um, on on there as well about yeah. what to do, which yeah. was which was awesome. Yeah, our behavior and training department. We're really, really, really fortunate that we have this great, great team of behaviorists and consultants. And um, but there's a lot of free handouts. They do um, they do some you know Zoom classes, um, but they're always available, and which is so helpful to me because I can say, hey, you know, so-and-so's having a problem with Jojo the dog, and can you, you know, step in and call them, or 
I can ask one of our cat behaviors, some advice for a cat that might be having some issues. So we're really fortunate that we have that. But yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff on our website, but yeah. And and I remember when the puppies were sick, I yes. called you and, you know, you get the free vet care right away. Yes. We brought them in, they yeah. checked them out, did all the tests. Yes. Don't know what it was. They yes. ended up fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the food was all provided. And yes. You know, any meds that need to yeah. be given to the animals provided. Yeah. And the reason to do this, too, is we might find somebody that's listening to the podcast that goes, hey, I'm going to do that. But right. but also just to bring awareness. It's not for everybody to go call Suzanne or right. call their shelter right. tomorrow if right. it's not for them. But just bring awareness. Yeah, spread um, the word. Spread yeah. the word. Yeah. Like if somebody's like thinking about, um, you know, volunteering or, or working with a shelter or wants mm-hmm. to just work with animals a little bit right. more, that this is a wonderful wonderful way to to give back and yeah. really fulfilling and I have to just go back to the part of letting them go oh. because in my head here and I loved it I mean like we had a shy dog we we kept mm-hmm. her for three months she was a collie she was really shy and it took her a while to come around but she did and yeah. she found her forever home yeah and I yeah. remember saying to the people I am available if you ever need a dog yeah. sitter or yeah. anything and they said no we think it might be better if she cut her ties with you and oh, I was so yeah. sad yeah. when she was Okay. But I felt I so good, right? Yeah, so that's right, exactly that's the right. reason why I'm saying that yeah. is that there there is the attachment you get, but then it feels so good to know that you found them a home because yeah. she wasn't going to be able to stay with us. We already right, had a, right, a full house. Right. It was that temporary thing. But just knowing that she found yeah. um, her home and went to them yeah. Um, yeah, makes you feel so good afterwards. And that she wasn't, you know, scared in a shelter. Because, no. I mean, shelter... No employees especially in really big shelters can only do so much and they just they can't it's really difficult so again getting them out um and i I wanted to say one other thing about fosters is that what's really been helpful is for all fosters is that they are able to kind of put on their social media hey i'm fostering this litter of puppies yeah hey i've got this rabbit that i'm fostering it's really cute so they have been invaluable in getting the word out that these animals are going to be available soon mm-hmm. and or they'll find foster or you know um adopters for us which is awesome yeah you know i i there's a couple of fosters that whenever we send them a litter of kittens invariably almost all of them find homes yeah. before they even get back oh, to the shelter so it's wondering. really awesome yeah and also i wanted to say that um because you brought it up about the medical care so not all shelters can provide everything for their foster programs Mm -hmm. they're trying very hard we're very fortunate in marine county because we have such great support but um, most shelters can provide all the medical care now they may not be able to provide you all the supplies but you know again buying dog food to help a dog get out of a shelter yeah it's it's so rewarding and and, Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't really cost that much yeah but you know encourage your shelter if they don't have a foster program to start one or offer to take a dog maybe for a couple of nights yeah. and just say, hey, this can work for you all and look at what I, the information I have about this dog. Mm-hmm. Um, so I encourage people to reach out to their shelters and yeah. just see what they have. And sometimes it's rescues as well. So oh, absolutely. Rescues do most, a oh, lot absolutely. of foster. Yeah. 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 That's like their main way to yeah, do that's, it. Yeah, they don't have a shelter. Yeah. So yeah. they're like, always looking, yeah. Always and it can be to... for mixed breeds or purebreds. I mean, yeah. you can, if you're a big, I don't know, Cavalier or King Charles lover, yes. you know, or... Yes. 
whatever. Yeah. <laughs> my my you know, sister actually fosters in Ireland. Yeah. And she fosters greyhounds. Yeah. And, and it is yeah. a rescue that does great work, but isn't able to, like Marin Humane, give you everything you need. But they definitely but, do medical. Yeah. They even brought in a trainer yeah. um, for her for the last dog she yeah. had. And that that's wonderful. Most yeah. of those dogs that she sees either come from, you know, racetrack or right. they're lurchers, which right. haven't had a great life either. Yeah. Um, sometimes cruelty. Um, yeah. And she fosters them. So, yeah. you know, it's a wonderful thing. And she doesn't have any dogs in her house. So it can happen yeah. all over the world, no right. matter where yeah. you're listening from. It's mm-hmm. possible um, to just reach out and, and help. And sometimes it just takes one person offering to foster for a couple of nights. Mm-hmm. And then the staff will say, wow, that was Okay, that kind of yeah, worked. Yeah, yeah. What can we do? Yeah, I remember I had, um, his name was Bambi. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I think like nine, he was a, one of those skinny deer. Oh, that's probably why they called him Bambi. The deer chihuahuas, um, you know, with yes, the long legs. Yes, um, Nine of them came in from a hoarding situation. They'd been living in the car or the oh, van with yeah. a person. His nails were so long he couldn't walk. Oh, yeah. Um, we had him five nights and he was like a different dog. Yeah. Just zooming around the yard. Yeah. You know, jumping in the kids' laps. And that's the other thing I want to say. It's so good for kids to have this experience. Yes. And I worried when my girls were younger about giving back, you know, the right. 27 minus 3 is right. dogs. Um, kids are almost more resilient with this than we are. Mm-hmm. You know, and that old, the idea of hope, they're so hopeful. Uh-huh. We helped this dog, and now they're going to have a better life. Because awesome. of yeah. yeah, what a great lesson to teach. Yeah. Stronger than me. And, and you're teaching them that, <laughs> well, you're teaching them that this just isn't the right time for us, yeah. but down the road. Yeah. And I think that's, it's, I think, better to do it that way than to get a dog and then have to return it or surrender it because now it's not mm-hmm. the great time. So, yeah. yeah, and I agree. Kids are usually more resilient because they're excited about the next group. Right, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And, I te- mean, and teaching compassion. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that, that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's huge, right? Yeah. I, get so. a, I, I get a lot of foster, my daughter's asking, when are the kittens coming? And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have a foster right now who... We were helping another shelter. Someone left at their front door a mama dog with seven puppies mm-hmm. that were like five days old. And they were overwhelmed at the shelter. They were probably, you know, I don't know if they would have been able to find foster. But we got this frantic email and this one foster said, I'll, I'll take them. Where oh, are they? Right now. Nice. And uh, I think she's found homes for four of them. Wow. So she's amazing. And I was like, you know, it's seven, right? I told you seven puppies. <laughs> yeah, but when they're little, you know, I mean, I honestly, know, I think the little puppies are easier because they're just in that pen with mama. Yeah. 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 And then they don't start moving around till you know, four weeks or five weeks. Yeah. But and her little dogs love it. And Aww. she has she converted like she's a bathroom that I guess it's a guest bathroom. And she opens up the shower and just puts the bedding in there and so it's really easy to clean yeah yeah you know you can find places in your homes i promise yeah Yeah. and when i when i had the puppies yeah i had them in the office and i just had a big x pen yes i remember the puppies were inside there were mom was already close to being done with them yes so she got time to be out on her own yes and i just kept the puppies contained in that room and just blocked it off so that my dogs couldn't get into the puppies and i think Um, you invited a lot of us over during that time to to check uh, to hang out with the puppies and i build obstacle courses so that they had stuff to oh, go yeah, around. So, so um, that yeah. was yeah. that was great. Marine Humane does something mm-hmm. amazing where, and you're going to have to give us the details, because like, it's probably not every dog, but some of the dogs mm-hmm. can go home with a foster just for that evening to get yes. a break. But if yeah. the person has to go to work or can't care for the dog the next right. day, they're bringing the dog back. Right, right. You, exactly. I mean, it was a program that started years ago, and I think it was um, 
Yeah, just to give them an overnight break. And, you know, when the shelter world is just so hard on the animals. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're just so overly stimulated, right? All the noises and people and- Smells. Smells, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, dogs are just smelling everything. So yeah, we started a program. Um, it's primarily for dogs, not so much for cats, because I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, folks can take um, dogs home for the night and they'll come and pick them up around, you know, five and then they um, get to just decompress and have a good night's sleep and hang out with their family or their pets. And, um, and then they bring them back by 10 when we open and, uh, it's great because it's someone who can't do, like you say, maybe Mm -hmm. they work full time yeah, and they really want to help out, but they can't do long-term fostering yeah, and it just helps that dog relax a little bit. Yeah, it's a great and, program. And if it and if it suits the dog, like you were saying, it's particular dogs that right. won't, it's won't have a be, hard time yes, going yes. back into the shelter right. and then coming out. Yeah, and I did that. Dogs. I did that for a dog a long time ago, and yeah. it was wonderful because I could do all the things I needed to do during the day. Right. Then I'd stop by just before you close. Yeah. I'd grab the dog. I'd have a, the dog at home for the evening, right. and yeah. then in the morning I'd drop him off when you opened yeah. up, and then you and then your... off my day. And I really felt like yeah. that kind of gave me the freedom that I could do the foster um, and help out as well. Yeah, so and you're it's right. Like, it's going to be just the right dog because there are some yes. dogs that going back and forth, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to be as relaxed. Yeah. They kind of get comfortable in their enclosure at the shelter and then, but to take them out, put them out. So it does have to be the right manager. Right and yeah. I, I remember being there in the morning when some of the um, overnight fosters would come back and I was intrigued. It wasn't like they would get to the shelter and start shaking. No. Like they had two happy places. They were like, oh, yeah. I'm back in the shelter. Yeah. Oh, you're coming to take me home tonight. And yeah. it was a nice little routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, usually the same person yeah, taking them don't each wanna, night, right? Yeah. yeah. Some dogs, if you're rotating them all around to different people, different homes. Mm-hmm. Too much. That's going to be too much. Yeah. But for the dogs that can handle it, yeah, they, yeah. they really... We don't tend to do that with puppies just because they're, you know, they're... They haven't had all their vaccinations, you, yes. you know, they can get stressed out a little bit, maybe, or we just want to play it safe. So for the adult dogs, they can handle it. So it's very, and then you got to have some doggy love for the night. I and know, hang out. it was, it was perfect. Great. Yeah. It was great. And yeah. and I had my two dogs um, before, Buddy and Kiva, that were mm-hmm. just really open to, yeah. to having other dogs here, yeah, which yeah. was really, really good. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Buddy here is a little bit fussy. <laughs> He's like, I got in here. I don't know if I'm going to yeah. let anybody else in. <laughs> we're good um, here, Mom. No, yeah, we're, we're okay. Good. We're good. Okay. Um, what are the animals in the shelter that, that tend to get adopted much faster that you may not need foster right. for versus the ones you might need foster for? Well, I'd say, first of all, puppies tend to go very quickly uh we're very lucky in marine county where we just don't get a lot of puppies i mean we just don't and i think that's for a variety of reasons but that's a whole other subject but um so our puppies tend to go very very quickly and then small dogs Mm -hmm. um cute little fluffy dogs tend to go very fast um dogs that maybe were owner surrenders and we know they are good with kids they're house trained they're good on the leash they don't bark Animal, dogs like that are going to go very fast because yeah. that's what everybody wants, right? They, yes. they want to walk in and find the perfect dog. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to kind of keep open-minded that, again, we're only going by what we see in the shelter. Right. And that's why fostering is so important, too, because yeah. maybe the dogs that we're not so sure about or the ones that don't seem as adoptable because of what we've written might totally be adoptable, but we're only going by what we see in the shelter. Mm-hmm. So, again, fostering dogs that have been there a long time, Dogs that may or may not have behavior issues or recovering from medical. Um, 
let's face it, dogs that are all black tend to sit in shelters longer. Mm -hmm. Brindle colored dogs tend to sit in shelters longer. Anything that looks like a bully breed might, even though they're great dogs or mm -hmm. they have great personalities. So those are the dogs that we would love to get out to, sh out to foster mm -hmm. more. Yeah. Um, but if you call your local shelter and say, I want a cute little dog and I want it to be house trained and don't bark much, probably not going to get it. Probably not going to get it. Because they go so yeah. quickly. A purebred Pomeranian. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we do you get might. some purebreds. <laughs> we we do get some purebreds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, if you're looking for that, uh, probably not going to happen at almost any shelter. Yeah. yeah. Um, however, you know, there are some organizations like Muttville that does all senior dogs and most yes. of those are very small. Yeah. So that would be a great organization if you can only handle a small dog for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but at our shelter, no, the small dogs are going to go fast. Going to go fast. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. going to go really fast. Let's talk about, obviously, we're mainly talking to people with dogs, but you foster out cats and other yes. and then, rabbits. Uh, okay. Yeah, my other passion in yes. work. Yes, and yeah. and it could be people that have a dog that might be interested in oh, absolutely. bringing yeah. a cat or yeah. or, or a guinea pig, a guinea pig or, or, a or whatever. Rabbit. Yeah. So let's talk because this is Suzanne's passion. We're about <laughs> yeah. to. Even I mean, like her passion is uh, well, foster care. Yes, but, absolutely. But her extra extra passion. Yes, my additional passion <laughs> that started years ago at yes. the shelter. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, we are an open door shelter, so we have all animals coming in. Uh, we have rabbits, guinea pigs, tortoises, snakes, everything, tarantulas, whatever, geckos. Um, so we also have started um, a couple of years ago fostering out small animals, which would be guinea pigs, rats, rabbits, um, hamsters. Uh, we had someone uh, late last year bring us 19 dwarf hamsters. Wow. And, um that's a lot. <laughs> so we started fostering them yeah. out and they're slowly getting adopted. But we do a lot of rabbit fostering because we're overloaded with rabbits. Mm -hmm. um, again, rabbits are, you know, it's a lot of stimulus at the shelter. Yeah, We have nice enclosures for them, but not as big as we'd like, of course. So we foster out a lot of rabbits and most of them get along just fine with cats and dogs. We'll do guinea pigs especially because some of them are shy. Mm -hmm. We've done rats before that are shy um, or not shy, and we just had too many. So, yeah, um, again, ask your local shelter. Uh, it's a good way to teach kids responsibility. Yeah. It's a good way to find out if it's a good match. Again, we hope that you'll foster and foster and foster, but, you know, if you fall in love with that rabbit or guinea pig, so be it. Yeah, and we're fortunate, again, where we can provide everything that they need. And um, what if they have a dog in the home already? So, so what, what yeah. What do you have to think about with that? Yeah, so some dogs, not all, have prey drive, where they'll see something really small and fuzzy and think, hmm. Now, I had a Jack Russell named Roscoe, and he was afraid of literally everything. <laughs> so he was terrified of my rabbit. Yeah, he was a baby. Yeah. You remember Roscoe. He'd see a gopher and run the other way. He was just... A wonderful Jack Russell, but um, he was really sweet. And my bigger dog, uh, Tex, he was fine with rabbits in the house. If he saw one outside, he wanted to chase yeah. it. So it varies. Um, but I've gotten so many pictures back with the, the Labrador resting next to the rabbit yeah. or the guinea pigs next to the cat or the, you know, the big old pit bull with the, you know, the whatever on its head, yeah. you know, resting or sleeping next yeah. to him. So I trust the foster people to do slow introductions we did have one person who took guinea pigs home to foster and it was in their kid's bedroom 
and their Jack Russell was outside the door trying to get in the bedroom. And we said, okay, that's, that's not, not good. a good match. Yeah, yeah because yeah, we don't yeah. want we don't want your animals stressed out knowing there's something in there. Right. And we obviously don't we don't want anything to happen. So yeah. they brought him back and that was fine. And we yeah. said, okay, now you know that small animals are yes. not a good fit for you. And house. you set them up for success. You Absolutely. Tell them what to look for and oh, yeah. whether it's yeah. working or it's not and, working. And we've yeah. even done dog to bunny intros if someone wants to adopt. Mm-hmm. And we've had many dogs that were like, eh, whatever, yeah. you know, that I thought, oh boy. And other dogs that were like, oh, okay. And I'd say, yeah, you shouldn't have any small animals. <laughs> so, But it's good. You yeah, know, we know. And, and the rabbits were all very safe, I promise. Yeah. Very, very long distance away, but we could tell right away. And I usually would have a dog trainer with me just to read their language. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, anyway, so um, again, ask your shelter if you can foster. Um, again, getting them out, more handling, that's always a plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a rabbit for 10 years. Oh, and he had free reign of the house. Yes, went in the litter box. Mm-hmm. Um, That's great. Yeah, and, and you have chickens now with your dogs as well. That's uh, yeah, but yeah. so like you were saying, one of the dogs can't be out when the chickens out. Just uh, one. The other three are fine with yes. them. Yeah. They're all different. Yeah. You They're just never know. Yeah, you just uh, yeah. So to finish up, then Suzanne, is yes. there anything you want to let people know um, that we may not have covered, or just in general? I just. I just want people to know that fostering is just invaluable to shelter, mm-hmm. to a shelter. I mean, I think the biggest, biggest part is that you give us so much behavior information that we need. Mm-hmm. It's And I mean, well, first of all, it benefits that animal, again, to get out of the shelter, decompress, be in a home environment. It's so important. And it allows your shelter to have space for another animal that they can take in. But the behavior information is just invaluable i mean i can't tell you especially with cats i don't know and dogs well everybody but um cat behavior information getting back from the fosters that i get is just invaluable Mm. um and it's just it's just an amazing program yeah it's such a nice way to give you can set up your own schedule i can do it for a couple months and then i'm gone and i'll do it again it's just so helpful especially during kitten season when every shelter is overloaded so just reach out and and again if you can only do it for a couple of weeks give it a go yeah see how you like it and if it's too hard emotionally that's fine you know you at least saved those animals and helped out Mm -hmm. and then it's not the right fit for you but that's fine but you were able to help out for a little bit and that's awesome so I don't know. I, and, I just think excellent. it's so rewarding. Absolutely. And yeah. just so if anybody's interested in fostering through oh, yeah. Marin Humane, yes. how do they get in contact with so you? So they can, well, you can email me at sgoland, I'll spell it out, at Marin Humane. So S is in Suzanne, G is in George, O-L-L-I-N is in Nancy at marinhumane.org. You can go to our website, click on fostering, get to me that way. Yeah, those are probably the easiest. Great. There's a phone, but, you know, (laughs) everyone does email now in the web, so. And do you have to be perfect to be a foster? Do you have to be, like, a perfect person? No. Listen, hey, we did it. You know, that's what I was trying to make that clear. 18, okay, interesting. Um, um, No, I I do recommend that you live in Marin, if possible, because you might have to bring them in every few weeks for for vaccination. Yeah, 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 if you can. But we have out-of-county fosters. Um, you don't have to be perfect. And then that's where, you know, that's where I get to talk to a new foster. Mm-hmm. What's, what's your, you know, and you kind of get a feel for what might be a good match for them. Yeah. But no, you're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe yeah. not. You know, we'll we'll cover everything that we want you to do. You know, dogs have to stay in your yard and let the cats out and that sort of thing. Um, but no, you don't have to be perfect. Yeah. Good. No. 
you know, it's it's like when you bring home your first pet, right? Right. Yes. You learn. Perfect. There's a learning curve. Yeah. yeah. But we'll help you along the way. And I'm always available, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, Marissa, who helps me as well, will help you if there's any issues that yeah. come up. So, right. yeah. So I hope our viewers, even if uh, they're listening to this just to get this wonderful information about fostering, and they don't have room in their home to foster, but just spread, spread the, word. the word. Spread the word, yep. Just put it out there Encourage that there's a, lot of, yep. there's a lot of animals in shelters yep. right now that could use a little bit of our help. Yes, absolutely. Um, so if, we, if you can, and it doesn't have to be continuous, it could be on and off whenever, yeah. whenever or they support, can. Or support. you could support your local foster program. Yep. Maybe yeah. your shelter you know, um, is doing a food drive for their fosters mm -hmm. or a kitten drive. A lot of them will ask for kitten supplies during kitten season. So if you can't physically bring them in, see if they, if you can buy some KMR or dog food or puppy food or whatever. Yeah. To support, yeah, the, to support, support the program. Yeah. That's so they awesome. can get more That's fosters awesome. out. So That's yeah. Great. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thanks, Suzanne. Well, you're welcome. Good to see so you. Happy yeah. to have you yeah. here. Thank you. Thank and such you. great yeah. information. Yeah. So, um, thanks everybody for joining us. Yeah. And and the, the dogs keep are ready to play now. The dogs, so you touch. can hear them in the background. Have <laughs> yes. started to play. They're, They're like, okay, you guys yeah, are almost done. Talking. We're done talking. Let's play a little bit. So, yeah. Take care. Talk to you next time. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in today, and hope you'll join us for our next episode. You can reach Emma at ecdogtraining.com or on Instagram at ecdog underscore training and Kirsten at kwhappydogs.com or on Facebook at kwhappydogs. Don't forget to hit subscribe. See you next time.